Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scottsmenswear.com. Welcome to Monday. It's... I'm, I'm not going to continue. It's Welcome, everybody. It's the... RGM Experience Podcast, everybody. Welcome to another episode. We've had quite a lot of trailers out this week for this one. There's a reason for that. It's a big one. One of my favourite person or people to interview is Andrew Cushing. Great lad. Top personality. Great talent. Yeah, we, we, we've had quite a few previews out on the socials. Just of Andrew and, and this podcast to watch, try and tease it a little bit. Yeah, he told us a great story about him and Sam Fender. Great story about him and the Lathams and Scott playing darts. The full episode is here now, ladies and gentlemen, and Andrew, I'll be talking to Andrew. For about 45 minutes-ish. Coming up. It's a great episode. Stay tuned, everybody. It is one of my favourites. You just know, don't you, when you connect with somebody. It's it's nice. So, yeah, this week's been a busy one again at RGM, as always. Um, Yeah, great. It's release day. Brand new music from the Pagans is out. Check out rgm.press for all the latest music that's out there at the minute. So much still and kind of think it's going to slow down about this time of the year, coming up to Christmas. Um, but we've put about 10, 10 new releases out on the, on the website today. Sweethearts, Pagans, Evan Muleman's, The Fades, John Elwand. More interviews, features. It's, it's all going on at RGM at the minute. I presume it's going to slow down quite soon, but let's keep going. Until the festive season takes over. Yeah, we've been... Uh, I, I talked to Andrew a little bit about TikTok, and on the last podcast with with Sheaves, I talked about it in the introduction as well. I'm still intrigued by this bloody thing. I'm still wasting time on TikTok. I need to understand it more. I just need to know and understand it more. So, TikTok, RGM, uh, at RGM Magazine. We're on TikTok. We're not done. I wouldn't say we're doing very well on it at the minute. It's one of those things that we've got a presence on it, but we need to do better on there. Which I think everybody will agree if you just have a look at it. 
But I've decided I'm going to do one of these live things. And I'm shitting myself a little bit. No, I'm not. I'm not shitting myself. I'm wary about doing it. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna go live for half an hour or something. Maybe longer. I don't know. See how it goes. It might end up being one minute. I don't know. I just feel like I'm going to uh, have to experience this thing and see what happens. It's kind of exciting in a way. Um, just make sure. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to plan anything for it either. And I don't know what day I'm going to do it, but it's going to be before the next episode of the podcast. So jump on RGM Magazine at TikTok and you'll see it. It's going to be one of the mornings before work next week when I when I get the when I get the urge I'm just going to jump on and go and go for it hmm. thoughts <laughs> yeah uh, I don't know let's just see how it goes eh but in the meantime stay tuned to us stay tuned to us on Twitter on RGM pod Subscribe on the RGM YouTube channel. The video version of this podcast will be up on Wednesday as well with Andrew. The full 45 minutes. You can catch the previews on YouTube already. They're all already on there doing well. We planted it in one of the Latham's fans' Facebook groups and they've enjoyed it. It's a good, no bollocks, frank chat with a talented lad in the industry. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my interview. Andrew Cushing. Welcome to another exciting episode of the RGM Experience Podcast. And I'm here with previous guests, and I've been dying to speak to him again and catch up. Andrew Cushing. Hi, mate. Hello, mate. How are you? Yeah, sound pal. Sound pal. It's been... A lot, the world's changed a lot since the last time we saw you, and I think the, the last time we had a chat was just after you'd released your song that Noel uh, helped you with, Noel Gallagher. And, you know, a lot's changed since then. Uh, were, were, we, were we in lockdown then? I can't even remember what was going on. Is that... Uh, yeah, we were. We were. Yeah, I, were, I remember yeah. going down and there was, there was talk of um, everybody in the studio having to wear a mask. Right. And I spoke to Noel on the phone and he said <laughs> in absolute clear terms that he will not be wearing a mask. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was definitely in the lockdown. Yeah, brilliant. So, like, you know, I'm not going to go over all ground. It, it's covered on the previous episode of the podcast, you know, the experience of recording with Noel and, you know, how much that, uh, him sprinkling his little Noel dust on your on your last single and just how well everything went. So you, you can delve into the archives. I'll put a link to that on the post- podcast description so people can look back on it. But let's move forward a little bit. How, how, do you, how do you reflect on that experience now where a year or two on from it how, how do you how do you feel about it looking back on it now uh it's a funny one looking back on it like mm. it, it's it's a pretty mad thing obviously we're still in a close relationship with all and we're still texting now and again and he oh, gets cool. in touch and yeah we're doing a couple of festivals with them and hopefully we might be doing a couple of shows with them but mm. looking back i was so naive as a musician that I'd got this opportunity and we'd been signed by Virgin and all that. And we'll go, if, if, I, if I think to myself two years ago now, I just think what a little 
prick, do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like I absolutely thought he had it all and we've matured and learned so much in the last yeah. two years. It's been amazing and Noel's really helped with that. Thinking back to the actual Noel experience, I've had a lot yeah. more time to uh, process it. I know yeah. I've spoken to you since yeah. doing the recording and I said I was trying not to think about it and it was just, you know, it was a blur and I was living mm. in the moment and all that kind of stuff. We've had a chance to think back to how amazing it was now. Yeah. You know, I was 20 years of age and I got to share a studio for a week with, you know, arguably one of the best songwriters of all time, let alone, yeah. you know, our generation, like your generation. Um, but it, it was just, it was just amazing. We met some unbelievable people. We had the High Flying Birds play on the record. And, and as I say, Noel's still been in close contact since yeah. then. We're going to, you know, and, it, and it's a good relationship to have him because he plays that guitar solo and stuff. There's no reason why one day, fingers crossed, he might join us on stage oh, yeah. to do it. Do you know what I mean? But, oh, but that's got to be nailed on, isn't it, that? I don't want to say it too much. <laughs> yes, okay, um, yeah, sure. That, that's just me getting a bit right. overexcited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, it's great, mate. It's great, and it's a good thing to think back on, and it's definitely something that, you know, if my musical career ends tomorrow, yeah. that is one of, if not the highlight of, uh, of, of of what I've achieved in the short time I've been doing it. Sure, brilliant. So what, you know, a lot has changed, as we keep saying. I've, I've been enjoying your, your, your Twitter rants, Andrew. <laughs> You're the only one that does. <laughs> no. You're the only one that does. So much stick of all my mates to the point where now started unfollowing us. I'm on a bit of a Twitter ban at the minute, not like by Twitter, just yeah. Oh, so my, uh, you've banned yourself? Yeah, that's it. Well, it's more family and friends that banned us. To be fair, okay. Um, but some of them are just—I don't know if you can put them on in like in little corners of this video for YouTube. Yeah. Some of them are fucking horrific. Like some of them are just absolutely stupid. Uh, I my my so personal favourite are the ones around the panic buying on petrol. Yeah, we're great. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 I'll sell my arse for a tenner's worth of petrol. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty fucking genius. But then some of them, yeah. some of them you know are a flop when they get like four likes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, well, uh, but... They're good, they're good. I do like Twitter. I do like it. I'm not I'm not watching the wind up. You know when you see see these big, and I, I know John Terry started doing it now actually. He started like the wind up. I'm right. not really into the wind up. No, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of going on and causing hassle. I just like to go on and spout shit <laughs> and see how it gets taken. The name's properly dropped. Who's the best at it on Twitter now? Uh, what's he called? You're beautiful. I mean, You're beautiful. Who sings that? What's his name now? James. James Blunt. Blunt. Yeah, he's brilliant on social media. He, he's the king at winding people up, you know, just like... Say, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I love it bit of a back and forth with him right <laughs> yeah yeah i get involved with that he's brilliant at it so his humor's so dry it's a little bit like you know you, you like to to say things how it were and i think one of the things that bothered you were because you were you're a traveling musician and you need to travel up and down the country and if you if there's no petrol available then you can't work and there's people well, at the end, there's people at the end of your street filling two cars up for no real reason yeah. <laughs> other than they've just well, seen other people do it and the thing I've done my head in was that if that wasn't put on the news, then not not that's right because we weren't actually running out. Do you know what I mean? We only <laughs> I ran out because people yeah. started panic buying. It's like I think it's like when somebody says, "Oh, you're running out of fucking crisps," you go and buy all the crisps, don't you? But you're yeah. not really running out of them. It's almost <laughs> like a, it's almost like a stunt to sell more, really. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> we were doing a show in Stockton at a festival, mm. and my band were coming up from Nottingham, and they couldn't make it, so I ended up having to right. do it acoustic. So a lot mm. of those tweets were. Driven in hate. Yes. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm not too sure the swearing we've done this. You can swear. You can, you can say what you like, mate. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, so, so, so you've put yourself on a little banner Twitter then. Just a little on. one. I'll, I'll, I'll be back. I'm, uh, 
some of this, obviously, some of the stuff, ninety percent of the stuff that I put on Twitter is absolute nonsense. But I do have a little Twitter draft as well, right. um, and those other stuff that definitely kind of go on. So there is stuff that I have got a little bit of a filter. Do you How know do mean? we access that? Sometimes I put some stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be my career. Um, yeah, there's some quite pivotal, and controversial tweets in yes. the in the drafts. Like, so I have got a little bit of a filter. Like the day that they get out yes. is fucking when I go into hiding. Did the, did the label get involved with stuff like that? Do they like have a word with you or like that? Like, yeah. I, I don't think yeah. I don't think they should. You need to be you. Um, and... Yeah, and I mean, no disrespect. This where we're strapped now, and we've got a great relationship with it. Mm. Uh, the bloke who runs it, Giant, obviously Pete as well, who runs it, and they're fucking great. And and the and the thing that I love about this label is that we've got the freedom to do whatever. Do you know what I mean? Mm. There's not a great deal of artists on it, but we went down. I'm sure we'll speak about this later on, but yeah. we went down and we'd done an EP the other week and yeah. I was given the freedom to do what tunes I liked and kind of produce it how I liked. Yeah. And and, that, and, and and I think that that's one thing that's missing now in music is the individuality. Do you know what I mean? Every, every two shitbag pop stars are, are the same. Do you know what I mean? They really yeah. are. You, 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 you put the radio on and every song sounds the same. Every it, interview sounds the it, same. It's like hearing an interview from a footballer, isn't it? It is. It's just it is. absolutely it is. identical and bland and safe and completely yeah. afraid of saying the wrong thing and just yeah. not. I, I hate how how there's no not that many personalities. There's well, loads yeah. load sprinkled over the country, but I'm I, yeah. I, and that's why I enjoy speaking to you because I'm, I'm you're a personality and I, and yeah. I just I just I love how I'll, outgoing I'll, you are with it. I'll I'll talk to you and I'll, I'll do any interviews as well. Yeah, down the board. Put yeah. Race. It doesn't really phase me obviously sometimes you say things and you want to claw it back but no it's fucking just get on with it man it's life it's it it's it is it, it, i say that's one thing that's missing but answer your question no they don't get involved yeah they did obviously we weren't with strap at first that was a little bit of uh how people want us to go on maybe it's in the early days when we first time a virgin i was mm. a little bit of like no you can't be doing that and you need to be doing this and you need to be doing that yeah. and you need to be doing this you need to be wearing this fucking hat on a Tuesday and you need to be wearing these trousers on a Sunday and it's all that kind of stuff. But uh, no, I'm, I'm Jody. Don't, absolutely yes. don't listen. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> well, uh, you know, funny tweets and that kind of stuff aside, um, you've built a, uh, did you have the band behind you the last time we had a chat two years ago? Is that, uh, how recent is the full band behind you? How did that come across? Uh, so after we, I, t- I tell you, if 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 Noel Gallagher hadn't produced "Where's My Family Gone," I possibly still would have been doing it acoustic now, mm. or maybe he's just been to put the band together. The, the the issue I had was the songs in the demos that I was doing. So at that time, it's going to get better, and waiting for the rain and stuff were out. Mm. I could replicate how those songs were sounding live. Do you know what I mean? Because they were so guitar, like acoustic sort of guitar based. Uh, and then when we went and done Where's My Family Gone I remember sitting with Noel when we were listening to the rough mix back and I said like how am I going to replicate this live and he's going to have to get a band together mm. alright shit okay so that was a little bit of a lockdown project and I've said this a few times but I'll say it again mm. I can only I haven't got any kids I can only compare it to having fucking kids because yeah. it was the most stressful thing in the world I love them all they're like my second family but fuck me are they hard work particularly the drummer <laughs> It was an absolute head case. But no, it's good. And uh, obviously the show in show Manchester that we'll talk about before the interview. Yeah. Uh that 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 that'll be a full band. But there's five who are in the band now. We've got a new lad joining, he's coming to do the keys, Richard, he's called. So how, how do you how grow. do you find these people? Are they from all over the country? How how did you put the band together? Because 
Uh, I, I, I manage a band and getting five people in the same room together is a fucking nightmare. And if you if you spread out over the country, how how, how did you find these people and uh, you know to come join the, the session? Okay. Plenty of fish and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay. Rent <laughs> rent a keyboard. Yeah. That's it. I, not, um, the bass player lives up the road from me. Oh, cool. He used to, I used to play darts with him, so he's a good lad. Um, the drummer came to my first ever uh, This Feeling show mm. just because he read that somewhere that I was involved in Old Gallagher and wanted yeah. to come and he said, Listen, if you ever need a drummer, like I'll be there. And then okay. two years later, I needed one. So obviously, I gave him the shout. And then the guitarist, his mate, and the keyboard player has joined us in the studio a few times. He used to be predominantly a session musician, yeah. but he's incredibly talented. Uh, so he made the leap a few weeks ago to come join the band full time. Um, but it's pretty mad because one of the songs that we've got coming out, um, it's got a saxophone on it, right, for the yeah. first time ever. And I don't know if you know this, but there's another lad from Newcastle who really likes the saxophone as well. Oh, yeah. So I, I can't do it, mate. I can't bring myself to put a saxophone player on stage because it'll just look like a Sam Fender tribute. <laughs> I'm going to get away from that one. But there's definitely room for one more. Yes. I just can't think what it's going to be. Do you know what I mean? Whether it'll be another guitar, three guitars is a little bit too heavy for me. Uh, so so we're going to have to think. There's definitely room for another instrument in there somewhere, but it can't be sax. Because right, okay. Sam's doing the sax thing. Do you know what I mean? Is it intimidating seeing Sam from the other side at City just, you know, doing so well and you coming, coming up? Nah, he's, he's shorter than me, mate. Shorter <laughs> than me. Do you know him anyway? Yeah, yeah, I do know him. He's a oh, good lad. He's yeah. a really good lad. We, uh, we uh, get on well, me and Sam. Um, no, it's, it's not so much intimidating. It's quite... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? It's not intimidating. It's the other one. It's the one that's Insp- inspirational. On. It you know it spurs you on to to you know to see it's possible. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm looking for. Yeah, um, I saw, I saw you winding I saw you winding him up on Twitter by the way as well when he were rung over at BBC on that interview we did it morning. Oh, really? I really? I wind him up. Fucking hell, man. See what? what I might have just made that up. I might have just made that up. I hope, I hope you have. <laughs> I, 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 um, no, he's, he's he's a good lad. He's doing really well. But again, like these people seeing these people, music goers and music listeners. And I was the same before I started. You know, I seen Play God come on the radio mm. and the next thing, Hypersonic Missiles came on the radio and then 10 months later, he's got a number one album. I thought, yeah. fuck me, he's came out of nowhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just an overnight thing. But if you actually go into Sam's story, man, it's really, really, really inspirational. Man. He's been going for, I think he's been going for about five or six years in non-stop graft. I had mm. the, pleasure of sitting down with him before this album came out and uh and he and, and he played us a few tunes mm. from the new record and he was just telling us stories about like gigs that went bad or you know supporting ben howard and this show could have been better and yeah. you know he'd done so many gigs without a band and i was like fucking hell man like, he's just a normal kid that's really grafted for it and he deserves every bit of success yeah. that he gets i'll never tell him that to his face but he does <laughs> he deserves deserves every bit of success he gets. He's a good lad. But it, it, it is it is hard work. Like there's nothing in this game now yeah. where, you know, you're gonna be an overnight success. Unless you want to, you know, remix a fucking sixties classic like <laughs> you know, people are doing on TikTok and getting Radio One plays and all that kind of stuff, yeah. which is just nonsense to me. If you want to actually do something music like he is, you've you've really got to put the graft in yeah. man. Another example is the Lathams. You know, they've mm. they, they've absolutely crossed again. They grafted all the way through the lockdown, so many gigs. I think it's the only thing to do now. But no, I say artists like that is really inspiration. Yeah, no, I, I, and when we talk about it a lot on this podcast, just raising awareness of the journey from being just starting off 
learning, making new mistakes and, you know, finally getting getting somewhere within the industry. And when you finally get somewhere, when you get a record deal, that's when that's when the, the hard work should really start as well and, and build on that. Every stage, yeah. e- even when you've got a record deal, you've got to work as hard as what you do in day one to even get to the stage to get a record deal. It never eases off. It's the hardest industry in the world, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, nine times out of ten, it, it, you, you've, you've got to begin to work harder because I've got mm. so far. But, you know, talent will only get you so far. I know it's such a cliche thing mm. to say, but you have got to put the hours in. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, you, you, you really have got to put the hours in. Get, getting the record deal is the easy bit, mate. Yeah, There's thousands of record labels out yeah. there that will give a lot of people a chance. But the, 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 the hard thing is getting on radios and, 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 and selling tickets. Those, those are the real yeah. challenging things. Well, you, you support. You, you mentioned them there, the Lathams. We have, we've had them on an episode of the podcast. I interviewed them down at Tramlines Festival last year. This year? This year. Um, and so down to earth. And who else did I interview when they were playing with them? Now. it'll come to me in a bit but every every people who i speak to have, who've um been around those lads have just said how down to earth they are and how hard work how they know how much hard work is needed and they're and they're still not ready to slow down they've already started the second album and you know they're yeah. they're, they're the they're the band at the minute aren't they that everybody's seeing everywhere what was oh, your experience with them when you when you supported them it was amazing i'm gonna tell you a funny story now oh. it was amazing uh yeah yeah the gigs were brilliant we'd obviously we've done Newcastle Academy, which was really special. We've done mm. Birmingham. And the last night we've done in Rock City and Nottingham. And um, in Scott, the guitarist, because I'm quite an avid darts player. My yeah. bass player used to play for England. He's fucking shit hot. <laughs> uh, I was, you know, I was pr- pretty good. Just played, you know, various leagues, yeah. all that kind of stuff, competitions. And Scott has just started playing darts, right? So I'm giving him fucking big licks backstage. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I don't know if you're going to... I don't know how to word this, right? But I wasn't 100%, right? I okay. wasn't 100% after yeah. the gig. And, um, and yeah, and, and he fucking beat us. <laughs> the guitarists were laughing, fucking beat us. So I, I, I owe him... Um, yeah, I owe him another game. But I felt shocking because... Uh, so I had, like, three sets of darts in their room yeah. or whatever. And obviously, I had to bring mine. And, um, and for whatever reason, probably the drink... But I was throwing these darts and the flight kept on coming out. I don't know if you play darts, but the little uh, flight uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And every time I was trying to put it back in, the flight was splitting. <laughs> and I think I fucking wrecked about 15 of their flights. <laughs> I'm talking every odd dart would come out and then I'd try and I'd be like hammering this flight. And, it, and I was trying to live, give, give a good impression because I don't know the lads too well. Yeah. And they would invite us in their dressing room and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and I'm, I'm fucking just sitting there vandalising their stuff. <laughs> and I'm ruining all their flights. So... If Scott does watch this, which I don't know if he does, but if he does, I've got about 10 I'll, sets of flights for him in the house. I'll tag him in. And I'll be fucking giving him another game as well because, uh, <laughs> although although I tell you what I did do, this came as now, you've got to put this in. Yep. So he was beating 2-0, right? It was fucking horrific, right? I wasn't playing very well. In, uh, in the last leg, I beat him on my knees. So oh, okay. Well, so, so, the, so the dartboard's in the normal position, quite like eye level, and you were on your knees oh, shooting up. Yeah. Took us one dot to hit the double mate on my knees. Now then, now then, easy. How did anyway, how, how how did that moment live up to like recording with Noel? Well, hitting the double on my knees. <laughs> it was amazing. It was tempting, but. Well, it's it's just amazing to watch your journey. You've supported the Libertines as well. I'm sure you've got a few stories about them guys. No, we've done we've done a few Pete shows. Yeah. Oh, Pete, I've is done, it Peter Wacker? Yeah, yeah. I've done four Pete shows. My first Libertine show is. 
uh, December the third. Ah, okay. At the uh, academy, so that's why. So yeah, that'll be good. And then, how was Pete then? Yeah, he's great. He's great. I was. um, I think as everybody is, first time you got me Pete Doherty, you're a little bit. You don't know what kind of Pete you're going to get. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But he was really, really well spoken. He looks healthy. Um. Yeah, he was really, really, really good, good lad to have around. Um, he's really talkative and stuff, man. Yeah. He knows a lot. He knows a lot about fucking bizarrely. He knows a lot about QPR's history. <laughs> okay. Fucking, I don't even think QPR know a lot about their own history. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, he knows an awful lot about QPR history. So he was like blowing my mind with all these facts of like, yeah, I remember when QPR played Newcastle in 1983 and we beat right. us 4-3. And, and I was like, fucking hell, did you know that? <laughs> um, but no, he's great, mate. He was great. I was, I was. I was really surprised, really, really surprised. Yeah. But he looks good. He looks healthy. And um, yeah, we've done a song together in oh. in Derby, it was. Mm. And we rehearsed it. There's footage of it on YouTube, actually, if you can find the link. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and we've done High Flying Bird, which is weirdly where Noel got the name for his band mm. from, from the uh, Jefferson Airplane album. And we rehearsed it before he we went on stage, like just sort of backstage. We are just sort of jamming this on you went do you want to do it I went yeah yeah so we went on stage I'm half cut he gives us this guitar and he's a lot taller than me so the guitar's like kind of mm. down at my knees and um, it's like fuck dead sweaty and I'm slipping off the guitar and all this and I'm trying to fucking hack away at it and I'm playing the guitar and he forgot all the words <laughs> so <laughs> it was just a fucking it was just an absolute mess on stage but it was it, it was quite funny Um it was, it was yeah, really, really good experience. And, and out of those gigs came came the record deal. But I've got a lot of respect for Pete. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we always, we, all, we always get on pretty get, well, I'd like he's, to say. He's a storyteller, isn't he? I, mean, I, I like storytellers. And I see you as a storyteller yeah. as well. Did, did you connect on that level? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, particularly on the more, my more closer-to-home songs, if mm. you will. More, more of the stories. He loves all that kind of stuff, and we had a little bit of a jam and all that kind of stuff backstage, and we spoke and um, yeah, we shared stories and all that kind of stuff. And 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 Jai's manager, who who runs the label, um, he said that was one of the main reasons why they wanted us involved because first and foremost, it's about the songs. And I remember Jai turning around to us and saying he's not asked about what what's trendy or what's in the yeah or whatever he wants what sounds good to him so it's good it's a good record label to be on and I'm surrounded by some good people I'm in, yeah. I'm in a good place at the minute I've, it's always fascinated me when, when you start doing your own headline gigs I know you've got these gigs with this feeling coming up in Manchester Leeds is it and where's the other one I can't remember off the top of yeah, yeah, we've got, yeah we've got Manchester Leeds and London I think London. the three this season ones. I'll put a link to all the shows on uh, on this podcast description anyway. But I'm I'm always fascinated um, how you pick up fans away from your from your from your home place. How, how do, do the record label have some kind of like information or algorithm to see where people are interested in your music? Is is, no, there, no, is there such a thing as that? You know, to, where to book you for tours and that kind of stuff. How, I'm just interested to know what behind the scenes if if there's anything there that helps you. You know develop different pockets of the country yeah yeah well the the record label just deal with the records they just deal they just pay right. and uh, put out the music so they mm. don't really have anything to do with the gigs mm. hence why you've now got tiktok artists and fucking yeah. viral yes love island 
people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Making music because they've got that big of a following that a record label take a punt on them. Do you know what I mean? Who cares if they sell tickets? They've got a million followers, so they're going to get 10 million streams. Do you know what I mean? That's kind of how it works. So yeah. gig-wise comes from your agent. So I've got a really, really good mm-hmm. agent. It, um, it, it, I believe it's ATC. But not, I should probably know that. Yeah, my agent. But he's called Story. He's a great guy. Um, so he books all of my gigs. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it, it doesn't work in so much of an algorithm. But the first tour, so this one, we've predominantly tried to keep it the north of England. So we're doing Leeds, mm-hmm. we're doing Manchester, we're doing Newcastle, done it with Glasgow. So it's all in that north yeah. of England area. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to sell as many tickets in Brighton as I am in Leeds. Do you know what yeah. I mean? That's just common sense. So. I suppose you just work your way down. And, and, and yeah. These gigs, are, apart from the Newcastle one, which we've done a thousand tickets for, they're all quite nice gigs. So they're like 250, mm. 350 cap, do you know what I mean? So they're going to be nice intimate shows. The ones that sell out will stay there next year and we'll upgrade the venues. The mm. ones that don't sell out will just hang around there. And then I suppose yeah. you just move south, do you know what I mean? That's where so the hard work is, isn't it? So so you're just going yeah. back to Sam a little bit. He'll have, he'll, he'll have been doing that for the last five or six years without anybody knowing who Sam Fender is, is just out there Yeah, that's it. That's before it. people it's know that, it, who he really, really is. It really is that, hate, it really is that grind, mm. which is why I hate being off. Yeah. I've got two weeks off at the minute and I absolutely hate it because <laughs> there's just no way of me really get my name out there other than, yeah. you know, playing on socials and who wants to play on your phone and you can go for a pint, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's it's a bit of a no-brainer. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose we... we We'll be trying to call a bloke at Virgin Ted Ted Cockle. If anybody, if, if there'll be a lot of people in music who know who he is, he's a very, very, very good man, and uh, he was one of the first people, uh, other than Noel, who actually believed in me. So he's, he's, I've got a lot of time for that man, and he always said to win our first ever Virgin meeting, uh, conquer your area first. Mm-hmm. He said, don't even worry about London, don't worry about going down south. Yeah. He went until you sell. Seven eight hundred tickets in your city. That's when you need to start concentrating on other places. Okay. Uh, and he was right, man. So we just grafted Newcastle, and you know the next headline show. I can't say too much because it's not getting announced till yeah. next year. But it's going to be unbelievable, like unbelievable. Um, yeah. So we're going to we're, we're going to continue to grow our area and just yeah. kind of go out small. Do you know what I mean? You don't want to go in all guns blazing. These things take time, as you said with Sam. You know he's gigged for years. Yeah, he's gigged for years. And it'll it'll come eventually. Yeah, it's just I I like to stick on just how hard work it is, and just trying to explain to people that just see people on the telly once and think, oh, they've had it easy. Them, oh, they must be loaded. Uh, they don't see all the years of graft and yeah. doing gigs that you lose money on as well. Like you, you know, you're trying to find your audience as wherever oh. you are, and sometimes you're going to lose money by trying out a different city or even like going to Brighton for a gig. You might lose money on it, but you might pick up a few pan fans, and that's where it starts down south. It's a, it's a right, massive right, yeah. thing. And, and if, you're, if, you're, if you're an unsigned band now or an unsigned artist and you're making a profit at the end of the year, mm. fucking you're charging some serious fees. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You're charging some serious fees. We've done so many gigs that you lose money on. Mm. You do festivals that you lose money on yeah. because you go and do the festival and it's good to meet people and it's good to meet PR people and all that kind of stuff. You've got to expect to lose money in the first two or three years. I'm... This year's been obviously horrific with the lockdown. Yeah. We've, if it wasn't for my bigger shows, in as in like the Newcastle show and some of the big festivals that we've done, I'd be losing money this year. Do you know mm. what I mean? 
next year is going to be hopefully the year that we'll begin to make some money because we've got a really big tour lined up and all that kind of stuff. We've got some really good supports. Yeah. But again, it's like we've, we've, we've done this for like two years now and we haven't made a great deal. Do you know what I mean? So we've we, we've worked and me, me and my manager fronted an awful lot of costs, particularly for the festivals, yeah. you know, hiring vans because okay, it doesn't come from nowhere. Do you know what I mean? Someone's yeah. got a favourite. Well, um, I, I know of a band that supported Liam Gallagher on his last European tour. They were a few thousand pound down by the end of it. Who was the band? Twist, Twisted Wheel. Oh right, are, are they still are they still going? Twisted Wheel, Christ, uh, Johnny Brown. Jo- Johnny Brown's doing his own solo stuff now, uh, and yeah, uh, I, I, I can I, I don't know. I'm just guessing. I, I had, I'd imagine they'd come back at some point. Twisted Wheel. Yeah. Um, but yeah. but you know just just knowing the lads, it's you know, and pe- people would naturally think supporting Liam Gallagher, you'll be loaded. <laughs> but you're not you've, you've got to pay your own hotel fees you, you you do get paid for doing the gigs but sometimes that's still not enough to cover your own travel costs and and live out yeah. in europe while you're supporting in big arenas yeah. but 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 the comeback from that is that you, you your your socials and the people that are aware of your band is growing so in the future it should make you more um yeah yeah you, you're building fans so that has its own value i suppose miss you can make more money playing a wedding Mm. Then you can't play in a gig some weeks. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But you're not going to get to the next level playing weddings. Yeah. So it's it's it, it's that it's that gamble, isn't it? Mm. It's like it's it, it's kind of one way or the other. Yeah. The last thing I saw you on social media was your uh, little chat about hit the North Festival. Um, <laughs> and why did you feel you, you had to publish that about about coming out sooner about pulling yourself from the gig? Why why did you feel you had to go to that step to? Uh, to make a statement about it when loads of bands had pulled um, rightly from that festival because of all the allegations that are going on behind the scenes that we don't need to go into. Um, but why did you feel you had to, you personally had to make a statement about pulling out? Because of the stick I was getting. What, online? Or? It was awful, mate. It was absolutely, yeah. I'm quite a thick-skinned person. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll kind of, if somebody gives us a good reason to argue with them, I'll argue with them. Yeah. But by the finish, I was getting middle-aged men send his voice notes of like really didn't even know what hit the world festival was yeah. they'd never heard one of my songs that but they'd seen somebody on twitter going to the fox this andrew cushion kid why hasn't he pulled out the festival what a prick when you get him on northeast music and they'd go oh, oh, i'll have a gun in him as well and it was like no you didn't get to do both you know you either if if, if, if you're a fan of music yeah. you know you can get slaggers off and if you don't like is you know don't then come out and support us after i've done the video yeah it was, we admit, there was a lot of two-faced people around that week. Oh. I mean, listen, I'll say it again. I'm pleased I pulled out that festival, yeah. and I should have pulled out from day one. But the issue was, I knew, just on people tagging us in ticket links, yeah. that there was going to be at least two, maybe 300 people there that just paid to come and see me. Yeah. And I said this from day one, I don't play for myself. I don't play for my family or agents or management yeah. for financial gain. As we've said, I've lost a lot of money doing gigs. I only play for the people that want to listen. For and people, that, got, for people that, that don't know, the festival was in Newcastle, your hometown as well, just for, in yeah, case well, people yeah, aren't aware yeah. of it, yeah. Um, it may, if this festival had been anywhere else in the world, I would yeah. have cancelled it, do you know yeah. what I mean? It could have been Las Vegas and I would have cancelled yeah. it. I would have pulled up from day one. But the issue was, I knew that there was a lot of people just on the pre-sale that were buying tickets just to come see me. Yeah. And I thought, you know, if you're going to go to work Monday to Friday and graft your arse off and then come to the weekend and buy yeah. four tickets for you, your missus and your two kids because you want to go watch Andrew Cushion for the first time, yeah. I'm not going to let you down. Do you know what I mean? I'm, 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 I'm not going to be that arsehole. Yeah. By the finish, as other bands were pulling out, I began to think, right, yeah, I love yeah. my fans and all that, but if I do this gig, 
you know, my head's not going to be taken off my shoulders. But the stick kept on coming, and I thought, I've done the right thing. I've pulled yeah. out. I've apologised to the fans, and I've pulled out of the festival, which was the right thing to do. Why am I still getting stick? Do you know what yeah. I mean? And it was going on for hours and hours and hours. And I thought, fuck this, I need to do something. Yeah. So that video was just purely to call out the people that were giving us stick mm. and kind of rein in a little bit of support. Do you know what I mean? And we did. And, and since that video went out, um, not one person, not one person gives a bit of grief. So it just comes down to that whole keyboard warrior thing. It was just, it was just. It's a brave thing to do from you. It was brave for you what, to sorry? do it. it. It was brave for you to, to come out. Because, I, 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 you know, a, a lot of bands were gradually pulling themselves out of the festival, but it, it didn't feel like they were getting as much stick as what you were. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of people played on the fact that they didn't know what was going on. You know, my fucking arse, you didn't know what was yeah. going on. You, everybody was aware of the allegations for weeks. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, I was aware. I wasn't aware of how in-depth they were, yeah, yeah. but I was aware of what was happening. Yeah. But again, it was like, right, turn up, do the gig, never work with them again. That's yeah. it, do you know what I mean? Play for the fans. People going on Twitter... You know, no, I'm, I'm, we've just been, we've just found out the allegations. Don't fucking like you, son, mate. Yeah. You know, you know, everybody got the memo weeks before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah, pulling out was 100% the right, the the the, the right thing to do. I certainly won't put myself in that position again. And so, like I said in the video, man, I'm a 21 year old kid. Do you know what I mean? I'm doing. I've, I've been. I haven't even been in the music industry for two years yet. Everybody mm. makes mistakes. And I made a mistake and I held my hands up and I apologised for making that mistake. And like I've said to everybody, I'll not be doing it again. And I certainly won't be putting me in that position again. My management haven't been doing it for a great deal of time. Maybe they made a mistake. Who knows? But as I say, I apologised and we moved on. Um, and I think doing that video just shed a little bit of light that, Inside. you know, I'm not, I'm not some puppet that's just there to play the mm. guitar and pick up a weird. Yeah. You know, I'm a fucking real person. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's 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 one of them. But pulling out was the right thing to do, and doing the video was it was was a good way of calling out the people that need called out. I'm for, for one minute yeah. to get away on Twitter with putting on that you've just been you've just yeah. found out or you've just been tagged in this. Maybe the odd person did, but from what I know, ninety yeah. percent of the people on that on on that um, thing knew exactly what was going on. It's it's a big thing, virtue signaling online, like thinking you like. All, all these people that have a go online, it's like they've never made a mistake in their own lives. I'm 43, I drop a bollock all the time. You, you, you're never old enough to not drop a bollock or make a mistake or uh, make the wrong call sometime, particularly in today's world. It's going to happen. Yeah. And these people that feel that they have the right to have their opinion do have the right to have their opinion, but they don't have the right to, to lie and to... Uh, and to pretend to be somebody else that they're not, because it's just, mm-hmm. it, I, I hate the whole virtue signaling thing, it, like, you know, being all self-righteous and stuff like that, when you know these people are probably, you know, make mistakes like every every fucker does in the world, and I, I just, yeah. it, that that's just the online world that people just need to be more aware of, really, is that they, these people that look like they've got a perfect life online are just, you know... <laughs> They, they, they're going to have all the problems that everybody does in the world. It's just that a few more people follow him on Instagram. But what's that really mean? Well, that's it, that's it. And I mean, my mistake was pulling out of a gig two weeks later than I should have. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I know, it's laughable, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I, I never lamped a guitar around someone's head at a gig. You know, yeah. I, never, I, I never called anyone. Yeah. I, 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 I pulled out of a gig two weeks later than I should have. Yeah. And the stick that I was getting for that was just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Um. 
Well, I, 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 I just, I, I, the main reason why I wanted to bring it up is to just say I think you were brave for it. I think it was a brave thing to do. Um, it's the right thing to do, and yeah, well done. I just wanted to say on that. Well, point. thank you very much. I yeah, appreciate that. Yeah, thank you very yeah. much. And very vocal on needles. I'm gonna make it lighter in a bit. <laughs> I'm gonna lighten it up. This fucking thing. <laughs> Good song. Yeah. It's a good song. That it was. It had. A, it had. Yeah. The melody was not. Well, uh, the melody was nice, but the topic yeah. is fucking horrendous. The topic's awful, mate. Yeah, it's awful. It's, you know what, right? It, it's one of them things where I've seen a few things online about people getting spiked yeah. with the needles, and it's one of those where you don't believe it's happening until it happens in your own city. Yeah. And the kids, there was a lad on Instagram. I forget his name, but his post went viral. And it was a it was a photo of a few lads walking into powerhouse. Right. Um, you might want to maybe it's just walking into a nightclub. Maybe it's not call out powerhouse because I quite <laughs> okay. like to go there. Anyway, yeah. So this lad was walking into a nightclub, yeah. and um, and he had been reportedly spiking people. And this post went viral, and I couldn't believe it, mate. I know I've got a sixteen year old sister at home, and. Yeah. You know, no, nobody goes to town when you're 18 now. Everybody goes to town when you're a little bit underage. So she's probably going to be going to town within, you know, 12 months. Mm. And I dread to think that this is still happening to her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's absolutely horrific. And we've, we've done an interview with Metro Radio. We've done a little bit of an interview with the Chronicle. And I couldn't believe, like, I couldn't believe the, the lack of media attention that it was getting. There was no, mm. I haven't seen any police enforcement. I haven't seen nothing. The only, the only, uh, sort of coverage that this is getting has come from people on social media. It's come from people like myself or yeah. people's posts going viral. You know, I haven't seen it on the news or anything like that. You know, maybe little things here and there when somebody gets spiked and, you know, has a really bad turn. But, yeah. you know, they should be that over every newspaper. They should be all over the news. You know, we're still moaning on about COVID now and again. We should be concentrating on this, man. It's fucking horrific. You've got young mm. young lads and lads going out with the fear of getting stabbed with a needle. It's, yeah. it's horrific, man. It's absolutely horrific. And I was sat... I didn't do that song. I, mean, I didn't sit down and think I'm going to write a song. Yeah, I know, this. yeah, well, I know. It's certainly never going to go on Spotify. In a few <laughs> yes. But I was sat noodling with a guitar and I finished off something else as that post went viral. Right. I think my last was there as well. And I was just kind of strumming away and just singing <laughs> the odd words here and there, right? And um, I think like, my mother laughed when I finished it. And she was quite funny. I was like, well, maybe on to something, yeah, you know. So I'd done it again and I was rehearsing the next day with a band. So I took the guitar down and I recorded it on my phone and I just put it on TikTok, which I'm not a big fan of TikTok. Yeah. But I suppose it's one of them social media things that you've got to do now. Um, so I put it on there purely to just raise awareness and people are loving it. It's <laughs> it's mental. Like, yeah. It ended up, um, like um, as, as, as I say, Metro Radio done a thing on it and it's been shared over people's Twitters and yeah. it's, it's got a fair few views, but it is purely just to raise awareness. It shouldn't be taken yeah. literally. I'm not going to run people down and oh, no. stab them with their. It came across you know that I mean? way. It came across that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, it was just purely to raise awareness. Do you know what I mean? Um, and as I say, it's got quite a nice melody. I might take the words out and write an actual song yeah. for it. But it's it's just horrific, mate. It's 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 just horrific. Well, and as we, I say, there's not enough being done. Uh, through, I haven't seen enough recordings being taken at all. Through RGM, we follow thousands of gig-going people, and when you kind of shoot through your, your timeline, there's usually some kind of example of it. Most Sundays, after people have been out on a Saturday night, like, what's this on my skin here? And you can see they've got like a dot on it on the skin, and they, they don't know if they, it's been a needle or not. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just what kind of mentality? It's like, so, 
of somebody who carries fucking needles about with him anyway. Well, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> where do you, where, like it, that's thought of, that's planned, that's. Well, that's it. It's not like it's the seventies. I mean, heroin's not trendy anymore. Yeah. You know, it's not. It's not. It's not a good thing <laughs> to carry needles. With. No, it's not. I mean, it's uh, it's it, it, it's yeah. It's it's totally bizarre. But um, yeah. So you've, you've now got fear of getting stabbed, getting spiked with your drink, getting spiked with your needle, mm. fucking getting sprayed. Do you know? It's just. Yes. It's beginning to the negatives of going out are beginning to outweigh the positives of yeah. going out. Um, yeah. it's just horrific if, if it's fortunate that everybody that I've spoke to are fortunate for them obviously it's still horrific but the people that I've spoken to that have been spiked have said you know, it was awful and I've, I, I, but all were their friends do you know mm-hmm. what I mean I think if you are going to go out at the minute it's a precaution that you shouldn't have to take but yeah. I think everybody's just got to go out with three or four pals really because yeah. I couldn't think yeah. of nothing worse than going out as a young girl which I don't go out as a young girl very often, Carl, I'll be honest with you, but I couldn't think of nothing All worse right, going out as a young girl and being spiked, but being on yeah. your own, do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That would just be the worst thing in the world. Yeah. As I say, that definitely needs to be more more done, but I'll keep on sharing it on my end. I haven't got ridiculous social media figures, but uh, you know the people that follow me seem to be core followers, so... Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll keep on sharing it as much yeah. as I possibly can. Well, Anything that I well, do well done on that as well, just for raising awareness, mate. You, you, you're not picking easy topics. You 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 you're going for it, aren't you? <laughs> well, I don't do anything fucking easy, mate. I'll be honest. <laughs> well done. Easy. So, on a lighter note, then after all of that, you've got this tour coming up, and I'm coming to see you in Manchester. At yes, the rooms have been upgraded, so it must be selling well, mate. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nearly sold out now. I think yeah. uh, obviously we've got Megan on there. We've got yeah. Um, Megan was at my gig last night in Manchester at Gulliver's. So I had the, oh, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I had the pleasure of meeting. Do you know her? Per, per, do you know her from yeah, like, yeah. the feeling gigs yeah, and that yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, seen her, I'm the one that started her whole musical career, mate. Oh, okay, fair enough. Go on then, tell us a story about Megan. So she um, <laughs> we spoke a little bit. She was yeah. uh, she used to send us the odd cover and all that kind of stuff. And I think she liked. I think it was weird for the rain or something. But yeah. anyway, it, it, it got on to the fact that she enjoyed my music. And she she said, I've got this song coming out, which is Polaroid. Mm. This is a great song. And I went, oh, I'd love to hear it. And she went, oh, give us an email address. So I sent that. I received this song. And you know, nine times out of ten, when people send you some music, yeah. I'm not going to say nine times out of ten, maybe seven or eight times out of ten, it's not great. Mm. So I was kind of expecting something a little bit like that. And it, I played it, and it, it like, blew, blew my mind, yeah. man. I was like... 16 years of age and like you've done this this is brilliant and I went what's your plans for this release yeah. nothing I was trying I'm going to send it to like little blogs and stuff me selling I'm just going to do like the odd pub gig and all that and I went no 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 I went you've yeah. got to do something with them man so yeah. we sent it I sent it to Mikey at this feeling I went listen I've got this young lass Megan she's 16 she's from Wales she sent us this song can you do anything with this mate and he went mate this is fucking brilliant uh, can I get an email and a mobile number and she's now done headline show, Isla White, yeah. loads of festivals, loads of support gigs, and it's all thanks to me. <laughs> Brilliant. I'll t- so who do I need to tag on this interview then? I'll tag Megan, um, the Lathams, about darts. You know what, mate? Honestly, mate, I'm just, I, I'm just fucking, I'm, I'm just helping everyone, me. Just helping the world. <laughs> just keeping the world together. But um, we've got Megan on it, yeah. and we've also got, this is horrific, how can't I... 
Oh, who's your advance? You're gonna to have to cut this bit out. No, it's fine. I'm, I'm gonna put all the gig information for all of the shows on 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 the description of this podcast anyway, because I I can't remember dates and names and stuff myself. So I'll be like, what are the calls in my band? That's all for that. They're supporting me. I can't even remember the names. Anyway, yeah. we've got about yeah. this, we've got we've, we've got two acts on, yeah. both Manchester based. Hmm. Uh, so hopefully it'll sell out. Yeah. Um, we I think we're eighty percent there now. But yeah, the right. venue's been upgraded, so it'll be it'll be a good gig. That it's going to be the second last one of the tour. We're doing Manchester on the ninth, yeah. and then we're in Stockton on the tenth. So it'll be a good one. Yeah, it will be a good one. So so it's uh, are they all the full band then now? Is is every gig a full band <laughs> one, or are you just doing the odd solo bit as well when you? When you can, or is it is it a plan just to go full band every time, full band uh, experience? I'd, I'd quite credit to the full band experience. If I'm being honest, and my management's not keen on this, I'd like a band name. So it'll still always be Andrew Cushion. You still, I'm still, you know, the main attraction. Though, yeah. Bollocks, but the Andrew Cushion something or Andrew Cushions whatever. I'm because not, I'm not so sure about that. I've, I've, and the only reason why I say it is that I I know a lot of bands that are coming up that mm-hmm. are, that start off name and the whatever name and the thingy and they they kind of break up further down the line because it's always about that one person and the and, and the rest of the band don't tend to appreciate it i suppose it i suppose it depends how you've got the band set up really so if it's session I mean, musicians and then that that's different because you know everybody's just working as a team oh, to work yeah yeah, but yeah it, they'll still it, be they'll still be session musicians they'll not be it'll not be a band as such it's just it's something to differentiate from because if people are coming out to see Andrew Cushion, some people might assume that it's an acoustic show or a full band show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than just putting little brackets in acoustic, it doesn't look too good. So, you know, if you had Andrew Cushion in the something, you know, you'd know it was a full band show. The Andrew Cushion Andrew experience. Cushion. I mean, yeah, like the big tech Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. As I say, it's something that the management aren't too keen on. But okay. I always have these... Um, you you I just you just like you, do, you just want them to be yeah. part of it, don't you? You don't want uh, you're, you're an honest lad, aren't you? You're quite you know you're quite honest about it. You want you want those people behind you to share the limelight with you. It feels like uh, no, that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I can cut that out then. <laughs> um, you can put it in. I'll tag them. As <laughs> you get me back, <laughs> they're getting a set, and that's it. To make any mistakes. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, it's more it, it it's it, it's more so for that. You know, if if, if it's got mm. the band name on it, then you come to watch a band. But again, it's like I, I have these Andrew Cushion ideas. I call them sort of, yeah. you know, three o'clock in the morning. And I'll wake up and go, right, that's a good idea. Yeah. I'll ring Lee now at three o'clock in the morning because yeah. he's definitely going to be awake, yeah. and I'll tell him about this great idea <laughs> that I've had for a song. <laughs> I normally have them once or twice a week, so it was it was another Andrew Cushion idea. <laughs> I feel it. So the full band experience is coming to a town near you. Um, I presume you can't tell us, but I'm going to ask anyway. What's the plans for for the next year after these gigs? Are you allowed? Is there anything that you're allowed to say? Um, it's not a great deal, but there's some really good stuff. Like it's probably yeah. going to be the best year I've ever had. Is it? Um, again, quite a lot of festivals and stuff. Same as mm. same as this year. Uh, I want to concentrate on the ones that we didn't do. So obviously this year we've done Boardmasters and mm. uh, Leeds and Reading Festival and all that kind of stuff. I'd like mm. to do the other ones next yeah. year. So we didn't do Why Not? We didn't do Truck Festival, mm. Tramlines and all that. So I'd like to try and concentrate on getting them ones as well. Yeah. Uh, gig-wise, we've got a massive tour. Uh, we've got a big tour. <laughs> um, 
it's something like 16 dates, I think. Wow. So that's going to be a really good one. Is that majority in the north? Are you, are you, going, are you venturing down south with that as well? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So that's the one that we're going to be doing a full mm. full sweep, full month. Yep. So that'll be a really good one. Uh, we've got a few supports lined up as well that I can't mm. wait to announce with a yep. couple of really good bands. We've got a few supports with a couple of legendary bands. Mm. And then I've also got my massive headline as well, which is going to be announced hopefully around about the same time as some new music comes out. So it shouldn't be too much longer, but that's going to be a really good show. Well, if you're struggling for tram lines, I'm putting a little gig on at Frog and Parrot, a boozer in Sheffield on the Friday. So if you're struggling right. and, and you want to pass by, mate, <laughs> I'll get yeah, you a few good. beers. And I know, you, I know you probably passed that <laughs> in this stage of your career, but if you're passing, it'd be an absolute pleasure. I can't wait to see you in Manchester. I'm coming to see you in real life to, you know, embrace you and watch Megan as well. Um, and, you know, there's a few tickets left, so... I encourage people, I'll put links on this podcast in the description for people to join, join you on the This Feeling Tour. And I really appreciate your time today, mate, and enjoy the rest of your day. And is there anything else that you want to say today or? Uh, no, not at all. I think we covered everything. Me, me, me feelings fell out, so I'm in oh, a little shit. bit of a foul mood, if I'm being oh, honest. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go back to the den. It's only been in a few days as well. Have you, how long have you got left of your two weeks off? Have you got next week off? Got yeah, I've got next week off, and then we've got to go do some videos and some PR stuff. Yeah, so I've got to get the little bastard. Yeah, they did. Get to it, dentist, mate. I'll see you in Manchester, and really appreciate your time, pal. Nice one. Nice, mate. Enjoy your rest of your day. Cheers, pal. Okay. Yeah, thanks to Andrew for joining us on the Argen podcast. Very much appreciated, mate. I appreciate how frank you are. I appreciate how how honest you are about things. You're just out there living life, enjoying your career, and I wish you all the best, mate, and thanks again. Uh, I'm going to see him live at Yes in Manchester on the 9th of December. Megan Wynn is supporting him that night. I met Megan the other night. Hi, Megan, if you're listening, Megan Wynn. She was down at my sold-out RGM live gig last weekend at Gulliver's. Lovely to meet you. I can't wait to see you live. So yeah, 9th of December, down at Yes in Manchester. Megan Wynn. Supporting Andrew Cushing. That'll be great. Yeah, all the information on the gig, all the, the full lineups on there as well. Uh, so I'll put the description in this podcast for you to get involved with. And this week, ladies and gentlemen, I announced it at the beginning, I am going to be going live on TikTok. I have absolutely no idea how it's going to go. More than likely, it's going to be a car crash. But I'm just intrigued to know what will happen or what could happen. Are you? Want to join us? Just go to RGM Magazine at TikTok. Uh, We'll have updates on Twitter as well, at RGM Pod. Yeah. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, you can follow us and subscribe on the RGM YouTube channel as well. The video version of this podcast will be out on Wednesday. I think I've covered everything. Yeah, so I've been Carl Maloney. Thanks for tuning in this week. I will see you next week. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest.
Be a part of it with Scott's Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion. With a reputation spanning over 30 years, Scott's has a mega brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scottsmenswear.com. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe. Tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support. And we'll see you next week.